Welcome to Wisdom Plug Podcast with your host, Yemi Davids. The wiser you are, the better you live. The name of Jesus Christ. The name holds authority in the three spheres of existence. Glory to God. It is your covenant staff of authority to exercise your dominion. The name of Jesus is your covenant staff of authority for you to exercise your dominion. I've I've always had the mindset of training people to rule and reign outside the four walls of the church. Anyone can act spiritual in the church. Anyone can behave, you know, like a Christian, you know, in the church. But the real test comes when you're outside the church, when you face what we call real life in your neighborhood, in your natural family, biological family setting, in in your homes, in your country, wherever you are joining in from, the ability to apply your faith and and experience fruits is is the true test of your work with Christ. And one of the things that we need to keep refreshing our minds about is our covenant staff of authority the name of Jesus Christ. You inherited that name the moment you got born again. One of the blessings, you know, when, when that scripture says that I've received, uh, those who have received abundance of grace, uh, one of the dimensions of grace that we have is the name of Jesus that God has given you to exercise authority and dominion um, on the earth. Uh, let, let's see uh, where it just, you know, started from in Philippians 2. Uh, We're going to read from verse 5, Philippians 2, verse 5. The name of Jesus is not a religious name in that sense to me. From from the point of revelation, the name of Jesus is my covenant staff of authority, is the name of my covering, is my dominion on the earth. Because anybody can say the name, but not everybody will command power with the name. Glory to God. Let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus, Um, Yes, go ahead. Who being in the form of God did not consider it robbery to be equal with God. Verse 7. But made himself of what? No reputation. Taking the form of a bond servant and coming in the likeness of men. Verse 8. And being found in appearance as a man, he humbled himself and became obedient to the point of death. Even the death of the cross. Verse 9. Therefore. Somebody say therefore. I mean, this is the resultant effect of the price he paid. Therefore, God also has highly, what? Exalted him and given him the name. Oh, not just a name. The name which is above every name. And last week we talked about we have been raised us, we have been raised up together with Christ and we are seated in heavenly places. So this high exaltation belongs to you and I as the body of Christ. I can't raise your head and then lower your body. You are dead. So when God raised him up, the moment you get born again, you become part of the body of Christ, then this is your Lord and that is why you can use the name as I said last week, your head can be Austin and your leg be Henry. Your head can be Henry and your leg be Austin. So this is the head of the church. When he paid the price, he was highly ex- he's highly exalted and he has, he has been given a name which is above every name. And because I'm part of that person in the realm of the spirit, I also carry the same name. 
Glory to God. Verse, verse 10. That at the name of Jesus, every what? At the name, every knee should bow of things in heaven, of things on the earth, and of those things under the earth. Now, this is so powerful. Wherever the matter is, whether it's, whether you are speaking, now, when we say heaven, heavens, there are things in the heavenlies. There, there is a third heaven, there is a fourth heaven, there's a heaven where God resides, and there are the, there are the heavens where principalities reside, and there are things under the earth too that happens, whatever it is. Now, that name carries authority in all those spheres of existence. Even God Almighty responds to that name. Angels respond to that name. Demons have to respond to the name. Now, 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 the major feature here that I want you to take notice that at the name of Jesus, every knee should what? Bow. I, I would like us to uh, have that verse, uh, that's verse 10 in Amplified Version. Now, when you say knee, bowing, it talks about surrender, right? That is, that matter, that thing must surrender. That that thing must submit or must yield to another person's wish or opinion. So when I, when I use the name of Jesus within the confines of God's word, whatever I'm applying it to has to yield. So when I pray to God, for instance, based on his word, right, in the name of Jesus, God has to yield. And respond when I, when I speak to demons to bow or to vac vacate a place in the name of Jesus, they have to submit or surrender. Now look at this. Amplified says that at the name of Jesus, every every knee should. Now look at what is in bracket. Must because there are some of those spirits they don't like to bow. It's not that whether you whether you are willing or not, you must bow. You understand what I'm going to say? God is willing to answer our prayers. He's willing. So when we pray to him, he's ready. But some demons are stubborn, but they must bow. So when you understand this dimension and you are praying in the name of Jesus, you are insistent. You have to bow. You can't have dominion over me. No, I have the name. It's not a borrowed name. It's not one name that they told you in church. That just apply it to pray. It is your own. That's why Peter says, such as I have. Yes, because the head is Yemi, the body is Yemi. The head is Jesus, the body is Jesus. So he says, such as I have. It's my personal property I was given in Christ. So he used the name and the guy stood up. This name holds power in your neighborhood, in your business, in your career. The name of Jesus rules. John 16 verse 24 was talking about prayers. He said, before now, you've not been asking anything in my name, but now ask and your joy may be full. That's just to help you, you know, when you are praying to God and you're using the name of Jesus. John 16 24, until now, you have asked nothing in my name, but ask and you will receive that your joy may be full. So when we see anything in God's word that will give you some joy or a lot of joy, you have a right to ask God in the name of Jesus. Fruitfulness will give me joy. Progress will give me joy. Glory to God. Financial prosperity will give me joy. <laughs> Glory to God. Whatever gives you joy, gives you joy. As long as it's covered in the word, you can talk to God about it. And then demons also bow to that name. Negative circumstances bow. Now this is important because uh, if you allow things to fester negatively, they get worse. They get worse. When you notice some negative vibes around you, uh, you know, when we say demons, sometimes 
Um, when we say, uh, for instance, when you enter into a place, you know, at times we say things like, I, I felt a hostile spirit in the place. It doesn't have to be that there's a hostile demon there. But that presence, that, that it's not good, you also, you also speak to it. It's not until you see a hostile demon saying, I am hostile, I am hostile, I'm here. <laughs> An atmosphere can be negative. If you're married here, I mean, you understand over the years, at times you get into your home and just feel an atmosphere that is not okay in your home. Something not too good. Before you start dealing with specifics, where's my food, where's this, first speak to that atmosphere. If you don't speak with it, other things will spoil that night. Something will happen between you and your wife and that atmosphere you felt will now manifest into food because that atmosphere even came itself. You understand? To do something. Now, it is, it is <laughs> atmospheres don't just also appear. It is beings, B-E-I-N-G, that releases an atmosphere. Like if uh, Pastor Lasaki messes in this service now. You understand? How do you, how do you describe that in English? Farts. Okay. If Pastor Lasaki, I'm sorry. Farts expressively there now. It would even, there'll be an atmosphere in that place, isn't it? Isn't it? Especially if he's, what he ate during the day is something different. Okay, no, we are fasting today. <laughs> now, do you agree that even when he walks out, the thing can still remain, depend on this. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, and people carry different presents. I'm sure you know that. So, that time somebody enters your house, you feel an atmosphere of joy, of excitement. Sometimes somebody visits your house and the darkness enters the house. Learn to deal with those. Even in your business, you enter your office, on a Monday morning, oh, you can feel ah, this is going to be a great week. You prophesy along that line. But you feel a negative one, you speak over it. Very important. The name of Jesus rules over negative circumstances, rules over demonic or satanic oppression. Sometimes you can perceive this is pure, pure demonic presence or oppressions at work. Everything just looking jagajagaistically, you know, uh, behaviorally behaving. <laughs> It just, just con you, you, you can tell that because God is not the author of confusion. You understand that? And you notice that you have to stand your ground um, on time. Uh, the, earth the earth responds to the name of Jesus. Elements, weather, respond to the name of Jesus. They obey you when you need them to adhere to God's word. Especially when something is happening against your freedom. Because not every time the wind is blowing that is against your freedom, in that sense. But as a way, wind will be blowing or something will be happening and it's going to create a kind of damage, kind of destruction. You have to stand your ground against it. We saw Jesus Christ uh, do that in his days. This is how we run, we rule. This is how we run. I saw a scripture, uh, that's in Jeremiah 22, verse 29. If you can help me with um, the King James Version, Jeremiah 22, many, many years ago. And that encouraged my faith when I'm making decrees over situation. Say, oh earth, oh earth, hear he the word of the Lord. The earth hears the word of God. If everything created has an ear. People in diabolical place, they'll let you know when they speak to things. I mean, raw diabolical, they, they speak to things. You might, not, you might wonder why. They, they are, even you, you speak to things. Today you spoke to your phone, what is wrong with you? Does he speak? But you know you can hear. Now you are doing that is by instinct. Everything created has an ear. The only thing is that they only respond to the language they understand. Animals speak. I'm sure you know that. 
I mean, growing up, I never used to think that they can speak. I thought they were just muted. <laughs> but <laughs> I had, we have, I like dogs. And you see them just make a sound, others will just follow. Now, you don't understand what they are saying, but they are talking. When you see a cow or a goat bleating, the, the sound of goats, and they, are, they, are, they, are, they are talking to themselves. There's a way a dog will bark in your neighborhood, other dogs will respond. Have you noticed that? Say, there's a problem, yo. And they say, we are here too, we notice it, oh. And just, and just barking all through the street because that's the sound is given. And there is a bark of satisfaction. When you come home and the dog is excited, he's making some kind of barking sound, but it's not that there's a problem. My, my boss is here. Others might not respond to that. Okay, so, so I'm saying because many of us, when we say language, the, the only thing you think of is English, uh, Yoruba, Ahusa, or whatever language you have. That language, even the tongues you speak, is, a, is an heavenly language. They call it tongues, tongues of angels. So when you're making decrees in the name of Jesus, know that the earth, they hear. Ah, the earth hears. Many of the things that emerge at the good land here, I remember times I had to go to the place and speak to it, and I'm still speaking. And I said last week, if you have a property or something, get to the place, even if you don't have money, but it's your property, go and speak to it. And the resources for it to come up, they will start marching towards you. The money, the connections. And one of our uh, property guys in church came to see me uh, in the course of the week. He said one day, uh, which, which day was I think it was Tuesday or something. Something on Tuesday, yeah. He said one day he came to church and I was at the car park. He saw me <laughs> prophesying over the car park, you know, and speaking. And he said he knew that I was speaking over the land, you know. And I think I came to church that day. It was a midweek service. And I did this. And I think I mentioned something like that. So he said he had a property that they were developing somewhere. And he was there, but there was nothing to develop. He just went there that night, that Wednesday night. And then, you know, he called his wife to follow him. And then they started speaking to it. And they said, now, boom, powerful properties. I'm going to, I'm going to dedicate, dedicate that. Um, I'm, I'm doing one dedication next week or so in October. One, about eight um, flats. And then another one, uh, I think, some months after. But the thing is just, said, said all the resources, the, the, the finished one already. I'm going to prove that. I hope some, some of the uh, tenants had already moved in. Then the other one, too, is just coming up. And from that night, said, when they started, it has not stopped it today. You speak to documents to respond. You can't be carrying international word and never go international. I don't know about you. You look at it, you are international passport. Carry me go. And please tell it where you want to. If not, you just land in there. <laughs> Your words are powerful. Don't make it open. Say, just carry me out of this country. Ah. <laughs> You're not going to exile in Jesus' name. <laughs> I'm telling you what we practice in our family and what I practice. <laughs> it's international passport. You must take me out. <laughs> Something that should be filled. Speak to it to be filled if it's empty. <laughs> speak to many of us need to speak to properties a lot. You have to command it and speak every necessary connection, resources for this building to rise here. I command you, wherever you are on the earth, to begin to flow. And then somebody calls you next week from your family. Ah, have you do you have a house at all? Yeah, not yet, but I just have a land. Oh, that's good. What, what are you planning? I'm planning to build, but I'm trusting God. Oh, okay. Let me sow into it. And the foundation starts. And when you start, you will not stop until you finish in the name of Jesus Christ. Okay, Mark 16, 17. The earth hears the word of God. 
I remember the, under the bridge here, the good land, when I had to go there like twice, it was not so motorable. And we had spent like nine million uh, working on it, but I knew that the work there was much more than we could actually handle at that time, the drainage and all those stuff. So I remember going there and I prophesied on the road that, Father, we need this road for easy transportation to this church. And it's your church. So I command all the relevant authorities, contracts, signing that will make it work. Let it begin to happen. And it looked like nothing was going to happen. And then one day, somebody came to the office and said, ah, the governor at that time, the former governor of Lagos State, that they had started a, the road construction from somewhere down the road. It didn't even make meaning to me. I didn't know. My own was this place. Apparently, that road was to pass through this place and complete it with drainage and everything. When we, when we moved to one of our residences some years ago, we got the, the, the place at a low fee, low rental fee. The reason is because the road on the street was bad, so the price was low. When I got there, I used to walk on the road. You know, One day I just stood at the end of the road. I said, road, hear my voice. I command you properly done. And then a few weeks after, I saw some two caterpillar and everything. I said, hey, like that. And the next thing, they constructed the road and then paved it. Excellent. I should have added that when you are done, the landlord must not increase my rent. I should have added that because when they finished it, Wala now started. Believe me, it was Wala. It was increasing the rent anyhow. Glory to God. Are you Mark 16, 17? And these signs will follow how many people? Uh, those who believe in what? So it's in the name of Jesus that we become signs, we command signs and wonders. We are not like to be seeking signs and wonders. It's okay when you have to be prayed for. But God's intention is for you to be the one commanding the signs and wonders. And a church will be stronger if beyond the pastors or ministers, members can use the name to generate signs and wonders. Oh yes. And this signs, he didn't say the signs will follow pastors or evangelists, those who are of the faith, because that name belongs to everybody in the body of Christ. In my name, they will what? Cast out. Now, cast out shows you the gap. Get out. Far above principality. So when you notice demons operating in anything around you, you speak to them. Please, don't, Father, come and remove the spirit from this place. God has that kind of prayers. A lot of people pray those passionate prayer but they don't see answers father my god let this bad spirit leave my family it doesn't work that way that's why many people are still being oppressed he gave you power to cast them out if you're going to talk to god at all lord thank you for the authority you have given me thank you because in christ i have the name of jesus so right now i speak to this evil spirit i speak to this evil situation i command it to bow and every spirit behind it i cast them out of this domain in the name of jesus and you stand your ground in my name, they will cast out devils. They will speak with new tongues. Hallelujah. When you are laid hands on and then you, you're baptized in the Holy Ghost, you just flow forth and pray. And that language is a language of the Spirit. We're going to talk about that I mean, maybe towards the end of the series. It's part of your dominion. I, I don't know. I mean, this is my, I don't know how you say it. If you've seen some of those epic movies, you realize that there are languages beyond English. If you, if you watch movies like Lord of the Rings, you know, you see all those, I don't know, have you watched it before? Lord of the Rings, all those Fellowship of the Ring, the Twin Towers. You see all those spirits, the way they talk to each other. 
They've not been interpreting it for us. And the way they talk, you know that there are other languages. Angels have their languages. And just to show that you are beyond this realm. Aren't you excited about that? Ah, should be excited. I'm not talking about um, some, sorry, some languages that, you know, when you hear it's one is tongues. Not every language is tongues. Talk about spirit languages. Because I've had some Igbera language at times when they're speaking it. Sometimes, I, you know, you just feel, what are you saying? In my name, they shall cast out demons. They shall speak with new tongues. Verse 18. They will take up serpents. And if they drink any deadly, anything deadly, it, it will by no means what? Hurt them. And they will lay hands on the sick. And what happens? Why? Because the Jesus, when he was on earth, when he lays hands on the sick, they recover. And then you have the name. So when you are even sick yourself, lay hands on yourself. I've had to do that to myself severally. When you have some feelings, Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, I lay hands on myself. Anything that is not of you, of you they dry up from the roots in Jesus' name. There was a time I had a swelling on my hand. I didn't know where it was coming from. I was pressing. It was spinning me. It was lingering. And in, my, in the bathroom, I just said, Father, in the name of Jesus, I don't know what it is, but this is not supposed to be here. I command it to dry up from the roots in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. And then I'd forgotten about it some days after or weeks after it had gone. Now, that doesn't mean you shouldn't do medication. But even when you are doing medication, you want to go for what they call this thing, um, uh, surgery or anything, you speak. When I'm praying for members of the church that have to do surgery, I say, Father, in the name of Jesus, this is a different kind of surgery. Let the angels of God be there. There will be no mistake. Angels guide the scalpel and all those things and the surgeons. Let this surgery be successful. And I speak to that person's body to repair on time. And I've seen miracles. It's still exercising dominion at every level. Because anything can go wrong in, 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 in a theater. Anything can go wrong. Oh, anything can go wrong. Glory to God. So in my name, they will cast out devils. So the name of Jesus is our staff of dominion. Let's look at Mark chapter 4 as I begin to close tonight. Mark chapter 4, verse 36. Can you imagine how resourceful we are? We're just talking about the name. We've not even talked about the blood, about the communion, about the angels, about praying in tongues, about the word. Heaven and earth may pass away, but nothing can shake the word. We are fully resourced. That's why he said they shall reign in life as kings. You, you have enough to pull from that whatever the devil tries to do, you have been overloaded by the covenant-keeping God. You shouldn't be a victim of it. The enemy might try, but we have the victory. Glory to God. Say, I have the victory. Uh, I have the victory. <laughs> okay. Now, when they left the multitude, they took him along in the boat. Who did they took? Sorry. Who did they took along? Amen. Who did they took along? Okay. So Jesus was in the boat, right? And other little boats were also with them. That means like a convoy, you see. That was a convoy. <laughs> and a great windstorm. I mean, I, I thought the reason that we even pulled Jesus to follow is so that nothing will happen. That because he's there, Satan should start clear. So that means the devil will always try. Oh, that's, that, that should help you. So that when some things come, don't, don't first say, why, why, why should he come? Why should he not come? It's better you just rise up to the occasion. Jesus is in the boat and a great windstorm arose and the waves beat into the boat. Now, now, yours might not be a physical windstorm. A business can experience windstorm. A family can experience storms. But that shouldn't drown that family. That shouldn't drown you. Your championship should rise 
In fact, that is part of your medals. When years to come, you can tell that, oh, in 2020 or in 1918, this thing happened in my marriage and it was about to go under. But God helped me and I did this and I did that. And believe me, our marriage is stronger and we are better now. Or your business, everything went below zero. You lost all monies and then you stood your ground and then now you're experiencing overflow. That's the joy of the Christian work. And a great windstorm arose and the waves beat to the boat so that it was already filling. That means water was already in the boat and they were sinking. Verse 38. But he was in the stern asleep on a pillow, resting. And they awoke him and said to him, Teacher, do you not care that we are perishing? I love the way Jesus responded. Verse 39. Then he arose. He did not even answer them. We will talk later. And rebuked the wind. Who rebuked the wind? Oh, who rebuked the wind? So what do you do when things like that happen to you? You too, you rebuke the wind in, in his name. So when you're doing it in his name, it's like Jesus talking to the wind. But it's a function of the faith in your heart. And he arose and rebuked. And that word rebuke is a strong word. Because some of us, when we say spiritual warfare, say, I don't like when people are praying like this. It's okay. Fervency doesn't have to be like this. But whatever it is, let fire be inside you. Let power be inside you. That word rebuke, I had to go and read about it. Rebuke is a strong word. It speaks harshly. It's to censor. It's to... It's not just, and then he arose and said, Ah, no, Satan, don't do that. <laughs> I'm here. Didn't they tell you? Because I was sleeping. I'm here. Stop that. Don't do that. Go to the other boat. What do you mean? <laughs> then he arose and rebuked the wind. You had a sleep. You woke in the sleep. You had a very horrible dream. Maybe you saw yourself in a casket. <laughs> Being buried. And you woke up. What do you do? No, in the name of Jesus, I shall live and not die. You dream, you remain a dream. You will never materialize. And wherever you are coming from, if there be any attack from any source, I return it to their head. When the sounds on the other side, they will think for seven years, what to do another one? That's how you fight. That's the way you damage a territory. When they want to fight the next fight, they will think where? Are you understanding me? I'm not saying you start praying against your cousin or second wife or third wife. Just send it back. <laughs> Wherever it's coming from. There's a damage it will do. When they are planning and your name comes up, somebody will say, let's hold on a bit. My leg is still getting okay. My back is still, you know. <laughs> you know, that's why some countries that fought in war many centuries ago, you know, they've not fought any again. They've not. It will take you another hundred years for you to think of fighting that country because the one you faced... <laughs> you don't experience it again. So he arose and rebuked the wind and said to the sea. That means the sea can what? Oh earth, oh earth. <laughs> he said to the sea, I created you now. Peace, what? And the wind ceased. And there was a great car. Alcaria. Hmm. I've had to do that in this church severally. When sometimes things just begin to erupt. Sometimes devil just picks up somebody and create all kinds of gossip, all kinds of fake stories. And the pastor is too tall. How can the pastor be that tall? Apostle Paul is a short one. All tall pastors are not good pastors. You know, just something out of, and then somebody picks, and then you just find that this is not just ordinary gossip. This is Satan at work. 
Before you now start calling people, what did you say? Did you not say that one? First, speak to that thing. The demon, the spirit, get out. Get out. And if in case the person is still holding on to the demon very well, both of you. Because some people don't want to leave the demon. You know, just like I told Peter, get it behind me. Uh huh. Because Satan was actually using Peter at that time. So, sin shall not have dominion over you. Can you tell your neighbor that sin shall not have dominion over you? Now, I, I, when we teach about our dominion and our authority, many times we don't speak about this aspect. And one of the authorities and the dominions we have is over sin. Many people bind demons, they bind curses, they deal with situations, but when it comes to temptations, sin, you now begin to behave like, ah, it's not me, it's my temperament, it's, my, it's not my fault, it's my weakness. No, if you understand that the demon you are even dealing with, sin is one of the things that opens the door to them to come and mass, then you will fight sin the way you are fighting them. Scripture says, give no place to the devil. Romans 6.14 says, sin shall not have dominion over you. So I'm saying that the way you pray against the windstorm, when temptations are showing up, you need to rise and fight. Many don't fight in that area. But we're begging God. Oh, Lord, I must not follow. The way I'm feeling. Oh, Lord, that money, I'm really tempted. No, no. Can we have that on the screen? It said, for sin shall not, what? Have dominion over you, for you are not under law, but under grace. Many people misunderstand this grace message. You use that grace to exercise your dominion. The name of Jesus is part of what you have, you have been engraced with. And when, tempt, look, when temptation shows up, the devil has another plan. When the enemy was discussing with Judas about betraying his master because of money, he won't show him suicide. He won't show him that. He won't be showing him, get the money. Those Pharisees have money. When they pay you the money, you'll be better off than Peter. Peter just bought uh, Honda. You will buy Mercedes Benz. He won't tell him that after that episode, you will launch into depression and you will die. He won't say that. So when sin is at your door, I want you to fight. And nobody can fight this fight for you like you. You know why? Men, almost all sin starts in the thought realm. Oh, yes. And when you are thinking it, nobody knows. When you are battling with adulterous thoughts, you are battling with covetousness or, or you know, um, bitterness or, or unforgiveness. The things that drown men. Nobody knows because most of, most of them is in your thought realm. And that's where the battle is. That you, this thing, you will not have dominion over me. I take authority over this thought. The way you told that dream not to materialize, the same way you tell those thoughts, you cast them down. If you don't do that, sin is at your door. And when you fall, other things open, open up. And the devil comes to steal, to kill, to destroy. The Holy Spirit asks me to ensure that I add that. So I won't be fighting unnecessary battles. In fact, for some people, the reason they don't have confidence on the battlefield is because of this sin itself. And if you are not bold on the battlefield, the enemy knows. 2 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 3. Oh, wait, wait. Romans, 4, Romans 6, 14, guys. Um, oh, ladies. <laughs> Romans 6, 14. Let's look at it in NIV, uh, NIV and, if possible, Amplified Classic. 
Because if I, if I said, if that scripture had said, poverty shall not dominate over you, we like it. Oh, yes. So I bind poverty. I cast you down. He's saying sin, sin. He said, NIV says, for sin shall no longer be what? So sinners can be sinning because it's still their master. But you can't be sinning like them because you have dominion. The same way I claim that I, I shall not die, you, but live because I have that promise against a premature death. The same way I don't have to be committing sin like a non-believer because I am redeemed from sin. He said, for sin shall no longer be your master. Why? You are not born under law. You have grace for it. You have power for it, but use the power. Can we have Amplified Classic? Oh, thank you. For sin shall not any longer exert what? Dominion over you. Since now you are not under law as slaves. You know, as slaves is my temperament. Oh, it's my weakness. It's my, that's how my grandfather was. He couldn't leave a stick of cigarette. But you're under grace as subjects of God's favor and mercy. And sometimes people have been asking, how do I deal with this thing? This is how you deal with it. It comes in form of thoughts, the angry thoughts, the, the, the excessive angry thoughts, the immoral thoughts, the covetous thoughts. It starts in the thought realm. If you can win there, you have won. There's nobody hearing my voice this evening that will not tell me they don't battle with thoughts. For temptation, you can't, you can't tell me. You might not tell us, but you can tell yourself. Glory to God. Second Corinthians 10, verse 3. Some of us have thought of killing people. You just, you guys just die. Father, I repent in Jesus' name. Some of us have thought of stealing monies. Some husbands have thought of killing their wives. She's just dropped dead. What kind of woman is this? Some have thought of killing their husband. Some have thought of slapping the pastor, but they didn't say it out. Father, protect me. <laughs> you know, people think, oh, if Judas can sell his master for 30 pieces, I can't be deceived. Uh, do you know what it means to be pricing your master? Eh? And then one of the pastors goes home and says, I want to kidnap him, just kidnap him. He just came back from America. He has money. Before he, the money is spent, he was, he was talking about it to us in the pastor's meeting. How much? If you get 10,000, give me 20%. I know carry money for us. Uh, I know. If Judas can do that, he was eating with Jesus on the table. Not that he was even a distant, but he was eating with him on the table and he was negotiating his master. Ah. But scripture says, and Satan entered Judas, some chapters before. Satan will not enter you in Jesus' name. That's why, you, that's why when things begin to happen, you speak to it because it's Satan. It's Satan. Satan entered him. And at the end of the day, that Satan, after using you, we destroy. See how he ended. Those are lessons for another day. That's why you must pray for yourself too. Not, not to allow the devil to... To what? Uh -huh. When you are too spiritually lazy, you don't pray, you don't study. You are a candidate for entrance. You'll be misunderstanding things and speaking wrong things. We'll not be victims in Jesus' name. For though we walk in the flesh, we do not war. What? Are you here tonight? We're closing. We're closing. According to the flesh, verse 4. 
For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty. Somebody say mighty. In God, in God, in God, not in your strength. In God, for pulling down strongholds. What are the strongholds? Verse 5, casting down arguments. Uh, King James Version says, casting down imagination and every high thing that exalts, okay, thank you. Casting down imaginations and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God. The knowledge of God says, stealing is bad. Another thought is not telling you it's not as bad as you think. You will return it next week. You cast it down. God's word says, ah, fornication is bad. This is wrong, blah, blah, blah. Another thought says, ah, see how wicked your husband has been or your wife. If you do it, even God will understand. That's it. The thought, every thought that exhorts itself against the knowledge of God. The knowledge of God says, I shall live and not die, isn't it? Another thought comes, ah, you will die this year. So you cast down imaginations and every high thing that exhorts itself against the knowledge of God. Now in case you don't understand it, it says, I'm bringing into captivity what? Every what? Thought. To the obedience of Christ. No, I can't do that. You know. I cast you down in the name of Jesus Christ. I shall live and not die. No. With long life it will satisfy me. No, the, in the midst of darkness I shine. You watch the news and they tell you all the indices are bad. The CBN has collapsed. The CBN governor even fainted yesterday. You know, all kinds of things and nothing is working. And they will tell you, ah, your business will not work. Oh, you're going to suffer. You have to speak to it. No, I have the blessing of Isaac. We thrive in the midst of famine. This is my best moment. Who Satan? Who time? Glory to God. Let's go. Let's go. That verse. The next verse. I will close. And having in a readiness to revenge what? All disobedience. Now, this scripture, you need to get it. I will close with this. You are ready to revenge certain things that the enemy does when your obedience what? It's like, okay. Let me, the basic is okay. I am saved now, right? So I've obeyed what God wants to be done, that if I, uh, without calls upon them of the Lord, shall be saved. So I'm saved by the blood of Jesus Christ. So I can, I can say, Satan, this cannot happen to me anymore. Maybe before I got saved, but now that I'm saved. So you are ready to revenge every disobedience. Maybe there's a curse on the family, and then the devil has been doing the same thing. Now you are saying, no, you can't put this on me. I am saved now. Because my own obedience is complete. It's like maybe you paid a, a, a vow in church. You know, you, you made a commitment and you have paid your own vow. And the devil still wants to push poverty on you. You say, no, no, no. He either goeth forth and weepeth. Uh -huh. Bearing precious seed. I'm returning with joy, not with sorrow in my business. You are able to revenge every disobedience. And this is where our covenant work comes in. You can stand certain things the enemy attacks you with. When you look at your life and say, no, 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 this is not permitted, though. No, I, this, 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 this. Because if you, if you, I mean, for instance, if you have been speaking negatively, negatively, it's going to be hard for you to revenge when those things begin to manifest. Because your own obedience has been tampered with. You have been saying things like, my leg is killing me. And Nigeria is not going to work for me. I don't know. This, you say, you'll be saying with your own God forsaking country. 
You know, I don't know. Anybody can survive in this country. And then business now not working well. You now want to pray that this business must work. You find that you can't yield results because your own obedience has been tampered with. Death and life and the power of the tongue. You have been speaking death. Death is now showing up. You now want to revenge it. You can't do anything. So let's close up the cracks, areas. That's why we repent. Okay? That's why we repent. When things go wrong, maybe you are working on forgiveness, you pull it out. Because if you are living on forgiveness, it can open the door to Satan. You can, you can stand against Satan when your own obedience, as it were, is complete. So at times, when you are praying some prayers, you realize as you are praying, God will be reminding you of some things. He's doing that to help you sort out your side. Because he's always ready. But he said, this thing is troubling the matter. Oh, this is your unforgiveness with your wife. Your business can't flourish. Oh, or your health can't get better. You hate your mother or something. You just, you know, you wonder, I'm praying about my financial breakthrough. And God is reminding me of something that happened with somebody in church. You know, it looks like it's not connected. But they are heavily connected. He wants the obedience to be kind of complete. So you can revenge everything the devil has been bringing your way. That is one reason why people don't experience restoration. They keep crying for restoration, restoration. But there are some things that need to be sorted out. The restitutions, maybe the repentance, that ought to give, as it were, the realm of the spirit permission for the restoration. So God is reminding them, you are owing somebody money, your friend, and you've not paid him back. And he didn't tell you to take the money away. Now I've given you the 25000 Go and pay him. You are disturbing me for breakthrough in your business. Go and pay that money back. And you are thinking, ah, he's a billionaire, you know. He doesn't need 25000 But if you don't sort that out, that one will never work. If you carry 25000 to him, and he now says, ah, no, it's okay, thank you, and he forgives you, it's a different matter. Not that they did not tell you, you know. You know, people have a hazy way of doing things. I just, want to, I just think I greet you. Is everything fine? Everything is fine. Is that how they forgive money? Just, so you just talk around. You know that kind of, you talk around it. Like husband and wife, when husband offends wife at times, instead of saying I'm sorry, now be laughing. <laughs> what is happening now? What is Say you are sorry for what you said. You now be laughing. You even give extra money for food. It's not the same as asking that the way I spoke to you was wrong. Forgive me. The one they didn't ask you, just take that ten thousand. Why, dear? I just love you. You know you're offended. Say it. Ask. Rise up on your feet. <sighs> You know, the life we live runs on systems. Powerful systems and laws. And you can't just say, okay, I don't care. You got to care. Because one thing affects the other. And what wisdom does is to help you to know how to juggle those things in a way that favors you. If you look at the way, like, like your device, there's some things if you, you want to tweet or send a message, but if the phone is not on, you can't do it, isn't it? You can't say, oh, my, my phone, I bought it, I'm born again, I'm saved. Put on the phone. That's how life is. So when the Holy Ghost begins to show you some things that you need to either repent about or correct yourself about or deal with, he wants to help you to sort out bigger things. Don't shy away from it. Lift your hands and let's give God praise. Let's appreciate the Lord tonight. Thank you, Jesus. A man is not old until he stops learning. When you stop learning, you start dying. 
Learning is the key to greatness. Join us every Sunday at Global Impact Church at The Goodland, Ifako Bus Stop, Oworonshoki, Ogbudu Expressway, Lagos, Nigeria. Host, Yemi and Bimbo Davids. For inquiries, visit www.globalimpactng.org. Global Impact Church. Think greatness. Achieve greatness.